Today's scripture reading is from 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all possessions to the poor and give my, over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always preserves. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know, in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Elizabeth. Good morning, church. My name is Muzahuzi Dennis, or Dennis Muzahuzi, like the Americans say. (laughs) Back home, we go with uh, my uh, family name first, and then the English name comes. But yeah, I am the youth minister here, and I'm so glad to be here today, so glad to work with the youth group to um, make sure we deliver the youth Sunday to you guys and to have fun together. Um, Today, just like um, Elizabeth Bread, we want to look at the gifts, the spiritual gifts, you know. Uh, But we also want to look at the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, right? Um, And later on, uh, in just a few minutes, I'll invite the youth on the panel to ask them some questions to tell us what they think about um, the spiritual gifts and how we can exercise them. Um, So in the reading, we see that Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. Um, and there's been a lot of grumbling, a lot of uh, boasting, um, because people had different gifts. Some people would prophesy. Some people had the wisdom about the word of God. Some people would speak in tongues. But inside them, they're like, you know, hey, look, I speak in tongues. You don't speak in tongues. I'm a, I'm a better Christian than you. Um, I can prophesy. I give 
my gifts to the poor, so I am better than you, right? And Paul is writing to them, telling them, look, you're looking at the superficial things, right? There's something that is more than that, and that's what we should hang on to as Christians, right? Um, it's telling them that you can do all these things, but if you don't have love, if love is not the foundation of why you're doing these things, then it's meaningless, right? Um, so Paul's letter is helping them understand. And then it goes down to define what love is. You know, it tells you love is patient. Love doesn't keep a record. You know, many times we say we love, but we always look back to the people who have wronged us and we can count one, two, three, four, you wronged me this time. You wronged me this time. I forgive you, but you know. So, Paul is telling them that the kind of love I want you to practice as a church is the love that doesn't keep the records. Right? It's patient. It doesn't envy. It doesn't look at your neighbor and see what they have and you're like, oh man, I, I should have that as well. You know? Love is... We celebrate, helps us celebrate others. Um, and then it goes down a little bit more. It says, when I was young, I spoke like a child. I reasoned like a child. But now that I've grown up, I'm looking at better things. Right? When we're young in our faith, we look at things and we think that's the most important. But as we go up, we look back and you're like, huh, what I was holding on back then doesn't really matter in the faith walk. This is what matters. And, and the last part of it says, but, you know, these three will remain. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of all this is love. Right? I like to look at it this way. Right? You're hoping maybe for a car, a better house. You're praying and have faith that you get this. You get it? And then the hope is cancelled out. And the faith is cancelled. Because now you have it. Right? Now you have this thing that you've been hoping for. But the love will always remain. Even when Jesus comes back, our love will carry us. Okay, so I'm going to invite Ruth Fincher, who is our graduating senior. Um, she's been wonderful to the youth group. And and next Sunday, we'll be celebrating the youth. And Aaron Lee, who is a sixth grader, to discuss more about this scripture and what it means to them. And maybe we can also invite you to turn to your neighbor and discuss a little bit. You know, just hang in there. We're doing it the youth, the youth way. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Good, good, good. Hey, I'm grateful that I get to discuss the spiritual gifts and the fruit of the Spirit with you guys. So, in the scripture, we read that back when we were young in our faith, right, we looked at some things and we thought those were, men, were really, really important and we cared about those things, right? Now, Ruth, I want to ask you, what are some of the things that 
you thought were really important back then in your walk as you grew up in faith and coming to church. And now you look back to them and like, huh, maybe they're not really that important. This is what is important. Well, when I was younger, I'm, I grew up in this church. And when I was younger, I remember a lot of the kids would bring like, they'd bring their new toys and their dolls or like their coolest whatever. And it was like, you were cool if you were walking around with your new American Girl doll or whatever. And it's like fanciest outfit. And we thought that was what was most important of like coming and being around our friends and just, it, it wasn't, you know, we weren't really here for like the church aspect of it. But now that I'm older, I've, I'm coming of my own like free will. This is something that I want to do and it means more and I'm volunteering and I'm actively participating. Great, great. So, Mr. Aaron Lee, <laughs> what are some of the things as you grow up, you know, and we know in sixth grade, but as you grow up, um, what are some of the things you look back to back then? They made much sense. You wanted to hang on to those ones and now you look back and you're like, I want to hold on something different. Um, whenever I was younger, I used to like doing other things during church. I didn't like actually worshiping. I sat there and I might have drawn or I might have messed around with my brother or I might have done anything. And on, that's what I thought about church. Whenever I thought about church, I would think about sitting in a pew for an hour drawing or being with my brother, and now it seems like a lot more than that, and I feel like there's a lot you can take away from being in church. Mm. Great. I like that. Um, I like, you know, your answers. I feel like we can all relate to that in church. Uh, we can all relate to when we started going to church, and, you know, some people were born in church, like, well, not born in church, but They've been going to church since they were kids, right? Their parents were Christians and they kept coming to church. Some people um, came to church when they were a, bit, a little bit older, right? So we have all different re uh, relationship with the church or with God, and we've grown different. So right now, like, I want to invite the congregation, just, you know, turn to your neighbor and look back to your faith work, right? It's a little bit different. We're doing the youth way, right? Um, Look back to your faith work and um, look at things that you hang on to back then. You're like, if I do this, you know, this is what making me a super Christian. But now I'm looking at something different, you know. So can we turn to our neighbors <laughs> and just like uh, discuss a little bit, reflect on our journey. What are some of the things back then that you hang on to? And now you're looking at something different. Two minutes. All right, so we have some answers, right? 
Isn't that exciting? When you look back, the Bible says when I was young, you were young in faith, right? You thought these things, if I do this, or even like the teachings maybe you had back then, told you like this and this is what, you know, you, te- you know, check off this, check off this. You're a super Christian. But now you look back and you're like, hmm, you know, the scripture is telling us you can give all you want. You can sing all you want. You can worship. You can have faith that moves mountains. Jesus talks about the faith that moves mountains. You can speak in tongues of angels or men, but if you don't have love, it's meaningless. Right? So congregation, today, if we can take away one thing, whatever we're doing should be best founded in love. Love is the foundation of our Christian faith, and love is the ceiling. Right? It's the icing on the cake. Right, so um, I like to look back to um, where I grew up from. Right, we come from a place where hugging is not a thing. Right, like you wake up in the morning, hey mom, hey mom, you know, that's it, and move on. The only time I get hugged is when I go back home, and you know, people are running to me, and that's the first hug. And then maybe I may get another hug when I'm leaving, you know. <laughs> so we express our love different. It's expressing in food. They make you a big fist, right, when you visit. Um, but again, I've seen like the American culture, you know, hugging is a part of this culture, right? So we love in different ways. And when I was preparing for this um, when, we, when I was preparing personally for this Sunday, I was talking to my wife, Jasmine, and we and I asked her, you know, what's the definition of love for you? And she said, love is a lot of things, but it's also not a lot of things. You know, a little confusing, but it kind of like helps us also dig deeper into the scripture, right? Like in the beginning, I was saying like you may love um, in, a, in, a, in a 9 o'clock service, you might love your dog or your pet, whatever it is. You might love your car. We love pizza. A lot of people love pizza. <laughs> but we love our spouses too, right? So it's all love, but it's different kind of love, right? Yes, we love our pets. Is it the same kind of love like we love our spouses? You know, yes, we love our coffee in the morning. And I like, you know, I like to have some coffee. But is that the same kind of love? We look to the, to the perfect example of love, Jesus Christ, right? He loved us. He still loves us no matter what, right? We can't do anything about it. This, the person who, read, uh, who wrote this uh, passage, Paul, he was a persecutor of the church. But God loved him. And love, it says like love never fails. The love of God won. And we see Paul writing so many um, 
so many books, so many letters. So I'd like to ask Ruth and Aaron, what are some of the, the spiritual gifts you think you have and how can we, how can you use them to spread the love of God? Well, for me, I think it's, I just have time, so I can, I can volunteer and I can help wherever necessary. I don't know if I have very many talents or abilities, but I can at least come and, and volunteer, like doing the slides at the early service and participating in youth group activities, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I think that, personally, it's not a talent that needs to be achieved or you have to be born with either Mm -hmm. one but just kindness being able to be kind to people throughout your day Mm -hmm. hold the door for somebody maybe compliment how they look or just make somebody's day a little bit better because it doesn't cost anything from you Mm -hmm. so again like we look back to the church back then love was missing and you know maybe even today uh, as, as Christians, we've been thinking like, you know, if I give uh, part of my income to the church, or if I, um, if I go and volunteer and do all these things, pack up uh, food for the hungry people, like, that's, what, that's all I need to do to um, be a good Christian. But Paul is reminding us, look, this is the most important thing. Love is the most important thing. Um, and I'd like to ask uh, Ruth again and Aaron, like in the youth group, right? Do you think like because now you're graduating and you've been in the youth group for a long time, you think you're the super youth? <laughs> I mean I think the youth group's a unit I think it's made up of everyone everyone brings their unique uniqueness Mm -hmm. I guess it's probably a good word to put for it but nobody is more important than than the other we're all I mean we all build each other up and we all add to the group so no I definitely Mm -hmm. don't don't think I'm the most important (laughs) good Uh, that was a trick one but you got it um (laughs) Um, I like the youth group, you know, so many talents, you know, look at Anna over there, Asha reading, um, and Henry Boswell, Logan, Logan was reading for us in our 9 o'clock service, Aaron and Ruthie are discussing, the singers over here, so it's all those beautiful talents that we bring, but if we bring them with love, um, it's amazing, you know, if uh, we say we're going to participate in the youth group, and we don't, when we show up, it's not done in love. It's meaningless, right? So, Mr. Aaron Lee, <laughs> do you think or you feel like just because you're Pastor Eric's son and you are the most amazing youth around? No, definitely not. It's everybody's equal to each other. Mm-hmm. Nobody's deserve to have the right to speak Mm -hmm. or have an opinion that matters more than one another Mm -hmm. because we all add to each other and 
our thoughts shape each other's thoughts and we can continue sharing them with each other and it just helps us grow together. Amen. Um, I'm asking them these questions kind of to show the church that, hey, look, nobody among us is a super Christian. We are all equal before God. And, but if we have that love of God in us, it shines and our candle will shine and people will see that um, we see us because of our actions. You know, if we give, but it's done in love, it's amazing. That's what Paul is talking about. Um, in the confirmation class, I've taught, and Pastor Eric and Pastor Stacy, um, we've taught the youth to shape their own faith, right? Uh, and I think that's been amazing for them to figure out what is important. You know, what is important for them, uh, what is important for their faith work. And we, and at one time I remember we told them to formulate their own prayers, you know. So they had to write down what, how they felt and how they want to pray to God. Um, so I'd like to conclude this, this sermon today by pointing out again the most important things and Elizabeth is not here is Logan here it's Logan can you can you come and read for us that passage that says love is patient going down so we want to recite what love is because when I asked Jasmine she was like love is many things but it's also not many things It is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. All right, so one more thing that... Uh as we wind up. Thank you, Logan. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. Um, I'd like to show a little bit of the uh, pictures of our youth, you know, going through their transformation. You know, the passage said, when I was young, I thought I did things like a young person. Now that I'm grown, I've changed. So this is a picture of Grace. <laughs> Uh, that's Ruth over there. And that's Aaron. And that's Eric. <laughs> and now, these people, they were young, and they looked like that. And now, they are speaking as grown people. They've changed. The things they hang on to right now are different. Here's a picture of Grace when she's a little bit grown. Aaron and Ruth, and that's uh, Eric and Anna. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to us, and hopefully we've um, achieved something in this teaching, and um, looking forward to more Youth Sundays.
Thank you.